are so many diverse needs here today. Um, we have a family here in our midst who just lost a child, um, an adult child who leaves behind to a four-year-old and a five-year-old. So we go from Sean's introduction of getting our, you know, laughing about the way life is and our trials and tribulations to the other end of the spectrum when you have such a great loss like that. There's no words when you're in the middle of it. And so our hearts go out to the family, to the brothers and sisters who lost their sister. They go out to the grandparents to the dad and the mom. Um, it was a sudden loss. Um, and no one, even, even when somebody's ill, you know, the shock of death is a shock. Even, even if it's been in hospice and you've been waiting or you know it's coming, death has a shock to those when somebody leaves us behind. And so I just want to start by saying I pray for you all. Many are being in prayer for you. Uh, and that we are going to love you. And God is going to comfort you. I just make that statement. He is comforting you. He will continue to comfort you. The Holy Spirit of the living God. Just pray over all the circumstances that you're in the midst of and all the preparations. This just happened. This is fresh. So we stand with you. We just want to start with that. So I have a lot been ministering to other people this week who are going through other trials and tribulations. We've been in a a wonderful study on the Holy Spirit and how desperately we need him to fill us. And today we were supposed to speak about um, that speaking in tongues, one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We've had a lot of, uh, if you are watching any of our live leads, we are speaking about that. But there's something I want to speak about today that the Lord has also laid on my heart. And it's a word from the Lord. It's a word from the Lord to the church. I know many people in the past several weeks with COVID going on and the more recent unrest in our nation and all that's going on. And we're in a political year. I usually don't bring this to the pulpit because of the things that are happening. And because of pastors teaching earlier on as in the days of Noah were, when there was such unrest and such chaos in the earth during Noah's time, um, I just want to speak this word, acknowledge some things. This is an important word for you. The Holy Spirit and the word we've been teaching and everything else that God's been leading us into step by step is definitely important as well. This is an important moment in the history of the church. And so this is a kind of a prophetic word. It's a discerning word. And I want to start with that. If God leads to continue with the message of the, that I had planned, I will bring that. But we're just going to wait for that. I want to say that in the coming weeks, so we know what's going on, right? Everybody know what's going on in the world? It's a mess out there. Lots of stuff. Turmoil, tragedy, upheaval. I mean, some of us don't even find words to describe it. And I just want to say that in the coming weeks, um, you're going to be seeing even more odd, peculiar things happen. These are things that the Lord has shown me, shown me, 
be shown others that are pressing into God for a word for this hour. I know some of you are very involved in trying to dig out the truth of what in the world is going. I just want to say we are in a spiritual battle. We talked recently about having your spiritual armor on. We are in a spiritual battle. I hope you haven't forgotten that. Because Sean spoke. It's not hour to hour or a couple of days this week. It's minute to minute. If you are on the front lines of any kind of ministry, expect battle. This is a cultural war that we are now in, in the earth. This is, this is global, a cultural war. We're in the middle of a raging cultural war in America, the land that I love. In Matthew 24, we have a clash going on, clashes everywhere. In every, everything, nothing is being left unturned. In Matthew 24, Jesus said, when the disciples were asking him how about these kinds of days, last days, end times, we don't know how long that period is, but Jesus said, nation will rise against nation. And the word nation is ethros. That word means, ethnos means more than just the translation of nations. It means that, but it means ethnic groups. Do you understand? Ethnic groups. It means ideologies. Ideologies. Jesus said, nations, ethnic groups, ideologies will rise against nations, ethnic groups, and ideologies. There is a dark dark strategy that is going on in the spiritual war. It is a strategic attempt by dark and diabolical powers to undermine the American government. I have to have courage to bring this word because this is live. So I'm going to do it once, and that's today. It's a strategic attempt to undermine democracy. distraction have been unleashed. 
into the earth by these dark powers. Distraction is something that draws your attention and your focus away from what you should be focusing on. That's what a distraction does. And there's a lot of things we should be focused on. But this is distracting. Weapons of mass distraction of the proportions that we've not seen before. You, in these times, this strategy is designed so you will not be focused on those things you need to be focused on. There's been, if you will, a hijacking of very critical issues in America. We are facing critical issues here. They're legitimate issues. They are legitimate issues we should be concerned about. But many have been hijacked. This is what's happening now. We've seen it over the course of the weeks. In the coming weeks, you're going to see, a couple of years ago, we had a guest speaker here that said, the narrative is going to change. But that the church is responsible for changing the narrative. If we aren't focused on what we're supposed to be focused on, how in the world will we change the narrative? Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for courage. Thank you, Lord, for the persecution that allows this kind of courage to even, for us to even find it in him. So in the next couple, few weeks, you're going to see the narrative change again. There's going to be a focus shift. You're not going to hear about George Floyd, like you have been. That was the segue to what the narrative is going to change to. A segue is like if there's music in music, and we're doing a song, and, and you've heard me play in worship. And there's a transition, but it's seamless. It just continues on. It's all in the same chord zone. And you don't even know when we change to another song. But all of a sudden, there's an awareness. Wait a minute, I thought we were singing about this, but now we're singing about this? You see, that's the narrative that's going to change. You will not be hearing about George Floyd, like we've heard, moment by moment, which is an important issue. Um, it's going to become about a different group of people. We're already seeing that. It's becoming about a different group of people, isn't it? That had nothing to do with the original discussion. Had nothing to do with the original discussion. I'm just really asking you to pay attention because this is the time you've been born to make a difference. Be discerning to recognize 
bait and switch is going on. They're going to say all these things and rhetoric, but at the end of the day, you are going to find that the main focus had nothing to do with the original agent, agenda, the original victims. This is the dark, wicked agenda. The word nefarious comes to mind. It is the depths of wickedness to describe how deep this is to take over America. It's an insidious plan developed gradually, established, before it's even apparent to us. It's like we're watching and suddenly we go, where, where, when did this happen and where did this come from? This isn't all negative today because I, I've got to tell you, there's a big but. B-U-T. But the good news the power of God. And I told you last week about the Holy Spirit is the power of God. And that's why we are desperate to have and be filled every moment. Every moment. Not a couple of days a week. To be filled with the Holy Spirit, the power of God. It is the power of God that is going to stop this plan. There are levels to this plan. The first level was the global fear and panic. That was the first one that came. Global fear and panic. People are still living in that right now. People are afraid. COVID-19. It separated families. It's, it's, it's stopped so many things in its tracks. It has changed the face of how we do everything today. Fear and panic. Fear and panic. It continues. But that was the first part of the agenda. That had to happen first in this dark plan. Why? To get people to be afraid. To get people to have an irrational fear. It's gotten to be irrational, almost phobic in some cases. It had to happen so people would no longer trust God anymore. So people would no longer trust God anymore, but instead, but instead would trust a system that doesn't have their best interests at heart. This is important. This is important for you to understand. It's coming at you 24-7, minute by every level of, on every level. The second plan was strife and division. Right in the midst of it. You had the first one laid out on you, and the second is strife and division. It was to create a climate of strife. A climate of strife a climate of division, a climate of frustration, a climate of hatred, a climate of bitterness, a climate of anger, a climate of aggression. 
we're seeing this. We are seeing this. The third plan in the midst of all of this is to shut down the church. Shut down the church. It's not essential. It's irrelevant. This place is irrelevant in what we're experiencing. That is the third plan. That's the third segment of this great, dark, insidious, various plan. Spirit, spiritual darkness. To discredit churches to discredit the church's ability to get people healed and delivered. But get this. There's good news. Because God's laying it out on the Holy Spirit and the power of the church. And you've got to lay hold of this because this is the power. What's going to happen from this, there is going to be a global awakening. A global awakening of the body of Christ. This must happen. That we've been praying for this. You've been praying for this. We've been praying this for years. Years and years. But from this, it's tipping the scales in heaven. And it has totally Father's attention. He is not distracted by this spiritual war. He is not distracted by this plan. He is going to deal with it. How? He's going to force you and me and the church out of our apathy. He has to. You've got to come out of it. There's no time to waste. You've wasted far too much. I've wasted far too much on distractions. He's going to force us out of our apathy. He's going to force us out of our complacency. He's going to force us out of our laziness. And the church is going to see God in a fresh, new way. Amen? Now listen. In January, from this pulpit, we talked about the decade of the mouth, the first year of the mouth, and the speaking. And we've seen how Satan has run with this. This is the time where you need to become a big mouth. I'm serious. This is the time for you to become a big mouth. As long as God and the Holy Spirit is in control of it. Amen? Alliances, we talked about it in January, that alliances are going to form and forge that the church, I spoke to you about the church, is going to find her voice and become harmonious. Did we not talk about that? Before COVID, before we knew anything, God knew what was coming. We come and we hear messages. And we go home and we forget them before the day's over. 
This is a time to take notes. This is a time to rehearse the word of God. He's bringing his message to us. So we know what's going on before it even happens. Alliances are going to forge. Different streams, different denominations, pastors, leaders, they are going to be forced. God is going to force them. We always talk about God as a gentleman. He never forces you to do anything. Well, my experience has been trials and tribulations have forced me to go where I didn't want to go. They have forced me to deal with issues. They have forced me to deal with myself. And I'm not just the little Miss Kathy privileged here. I'm praying God will force you to deal with it too. Some of you have noticed I've been rather serious lately for many reasons. This is one of them. The church is going to forge alliances with one another and with the plan of God. John 17, one of the last prayers Jesus prayed. You know what that is? Father, make them one. Father, make them one as you and I are one. That's no cheap counterfeit. No cheap counterfeit is going to do. Oh, hi, how are you? Oh, bless you. No, I'm talking unity on a level many of us have never known. There are some who experience a level of unity when they're on the battlefield, and their life depends on it. You will talk to soldiers who have come out of battle, and those people are almost closer to them. Those brothers and sisters are almost on the battlefield are almost closer than their family members. It's almost something that their families don't understand that, that, that could provoke them to jealousy. But that pales in comparison to the unity Jesus prayed for in John 17. But I'm telling you, it will be activated. God told us in January these things are coming, and we are literally going to begin to see a unity of the faith, not just denominations and based around education, but a unification, a unity built on the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. We will unify on the kingdom of God. When we do, when we do, it will release a fresh outpouring, a fresh awakening of the global community of the body of Christ of God. That means in every nation. That man's planet Earth. I like to go further and hit the universe. It will be the biggest time of signs and wonders and miracles. When we come together in this unity. We've been talking about the Holy Spirit. And if you read the book of Acts like I asked you to, you see that the unity that they had when they were filled with the fire and they were baptized with the Holy Spirit, it said they were coming together in unity. They were breaking bread together. They became the family. They began, God was answering Jesus' prayer, Father, make them one as you and I are one. 
They had one focus. They were determined. They, they were not distracted by the fear of death. They had this plan, this diabolical plan that was going on the earth when this happened for them, like us. Come on. Some of them were slaves. But they caught and they received the Holy Spirit and they were forced to become in unity. They were forced to become one and they joyfully apprehended it. And your money is my money and my money was your money. And if somebody had a need, they tried to take care of it to the best of their ability. And people were getting saved by the thousands in one day all over the nations. It was global. It was coming out of Jerusalem and it was covering the earth and the nations as they would go out. This is what we're going to see. Signs, wonders, and miracles. That the church has never seen before. He said greater the latter rain is going to be greater than the first. The church will demonstrate the tangible power of God. The tangible power of God. And will turn their hearts to the Father. They will turn their hearts Father, and the fathers will turn their hearts back to their children. It says that in Malachi chapter 3. In many cases, the children of our nation have become fatherless. Due to the darkness, due to divorce, due to bearing children and not being there, not supporting them, not being their guide. I'm telling you, in that hour, God is pouring out his spirit and he's calling upon them right now and he's turning the hearts of the fathers back to their children fulfilling that scripture in Malachi 3. Joel chapter 2, we've been talking about it. An outpouring of the Holy Spirit on all flesh. How about the Holy Spirit coming with the mantle of Elijah? Come on. That is prophesied. That is declared. That mantle is going to be hitting the earth. It's going to be hitting churches. It's going to be hitting synagogues. Everywhere. In the 70s and in the Jesus movement when the Holy Spirit came and the charismatics, it went into every denomination. They had an opportunity. It went everywhere. Everywhere, everywhere. For whosoever will. Believe me, this will touch Everything, all flesh, will have an opportunity. That will cause the global awakening. Whatever the devil meant for evil, God will use it for his glory. Because that's what he does. Just in every situation in your life right now, I just prophesy that. Whatever the devil meant for evil right now in your life, God is going to turn that around for his glory. Amen. Holy Spirit. Amen. The evil agenda is going to become a catalyst to do the very thing we've prayed for. We've prayed for this. But it's not happening. It's not going to happen the way the enemy wanted it. It's going to happen this way. 
and it may not be happening the way you want it because you like things easy. Right? Just give it to me, fill my plate. I don't even want to have to serve myself. And please don't make me do the dishes. I got somewhere to go. Can't stay. Oh, can't we visit? No, I'm busy. When we should be say, saying, I'm distracted. The, map, the weapons of mass distraction have hit my life. I'm distracted all the time. He's going to, God is going to remove your comfort zone. It's sober and quiet in here. God is going to remove the comfort zone of the church. He's going to remove all the excuses that the church has and uses. You are the church. He's going to remove your apathy. He's going to remove fear. Church is afraid. He's going to remove fear. In Acts, they didn't have any fear. The only fear they had was of the Father. They found out that if you lie to the Holy Spirit, it can cost your life. He's going to remove narcissism. And if you don't know what that means, it means the me, myself, and I syndrome. It means your selfishness, your self-life, that you are the most important thing in this world and how you feel about things. He's going to remove that. The, the church is drowned in these things, guys. I'm, I'm part of the church. I, I'm, I'm confessing that the church has drowned in these things for generations and generations. Like building huge buildings filled with dead people. Building infrastructure and networks with no one really, really seeing the glory and the manifestation of We're looking in the mirror today, but we have to do that. We must do it. We are going to see it. I'm telling you, where Satan tried to hijack the consciousness of millions of people with his insidious, horrible plan, to infiltrate our nation and the nations of the earth is going to be intercepted by the church. It's going to be intercepted by the church. Interception. The enemy thinks he's going for the last goal and the last stand and he's going to win but he's not you are going to rise up and awaken and intercept that is our position we've been given authority you see that's why 
Satan's plan to shut down the earth is not going to work because the church is the one and the only legal entity in the realm of the earth and in the spirit realm that can stop him. You are not irrelevant. You are essential. You are absolutely essential. Be filled with the Spirit. Be full of the Holy Spirit. Be intimate with the Holy Spirit. Be led by the Holy Spirit. This is who is destined to stop this and intercept this plan of wickedness. No one else can stop him but the church. We're the ones given the power of God. Think about it. We are the ones given the name of Jesus. The name above all names. You have authority to use it. God has given you authority to use that name. That name is a game changer. So this will be one of the greatest, greatest moves of the Spirit in our lifetime. In our lifetime, your lifetime. You've heard Pastor and I get up and tell the stories. We sang about it in a song, or there's one coming up, about we've heard the revival stories. And that's wonderful. But this will be a story that you will live in your lifetime. In your lifetime. Romans 8, 28. Does anybody know that scripture? It is my lifetime scripture. I cut my teeth on that scripture. All things will work together for good to those who are called according to his plan and his purposes. Do you love God? Then, like my grandson told me at two and a half years old, Mimi, God is on your side. Amen. I go, what? Out of a two and a half year old, like, like what? Mimi, both hands on his hips. God is on your side. It's like, don't you get it? You've got to get that today. You've got to know that. You've got to believe that. You've got to trust that. Nothing can shake that. We are going to see this. You see, many of you have been hurt. Many of you have been angry. Many of you have been defensive. I won't continue the list. But listen, stop getting into political arguments. Those are weapons of mass destruction. Against you. Stop getting, just stop. This is a prayer directive. This is a prayer directive. Stop frustrating your mind on how, how you're going to convince somebody. 
Stop wasting your mind with political arguments. You know, trying to show and tell people which party is the right party, which one is guilty of this and guilty of that. I want to tell you right now, this is a deeper issue than a party issue. These are hard issues. This is engineered, again, in the very depths of darkness, this diabolical plan that we're in war against. Stop looking to politicians to fix this. Stop looking to politicians to fix this. Stop looking to political commentators to fix this. Look to God. Look to God. Look to God. This is going to be an awakening of the church, the believers, the children of God. That's you and you and you and you. God is, God is, uh, you see, this is the way, this is why the earth is groaning. The earth is groaning. I'm groaning. The earth is groaning. These are the birth pangs of the earth. This is Romans 8. I'm just giving you Romans 8. Read the whole chapter. It will tell you what God is speaking here today. This is the world is groaning. Everywhere I go, I hear groans. I hear them come out of my mouth. I don't even know why I'm groaning. I'm just groaning. I'm groaning. The world is groaning. And why? They are waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. That's what they're waiting for. Waiting for us. They are waiting for us. They are waiting for you. God's going to mess with you and your comfort zones. He's going to totally destroy them. So if this starts happening to you, I lost my dishwasher last week. That's part of my comfort zone. At least the dishes can get washed while I'm doing other things that seem endless. I mean, I, I, I'm joking a little bit about that, but you get it. It might come down to that. If you lose something like that, just let it be a reminder. God's going to mess with your comfort zones on every level. He has to. You've got to be uncomfortable. So you will go to God. You don't really cry out to God, groan to God, until you're uncomfortable. He's going to mess with you. He's going to make you, all of us, step out of our comfort zones and become the very people we've been afraid of. There are, there's fear surrounding the reasons we've not become that. I'll let the Holy Spirit settle in on you. Wait somehow. They're waiting for us. When the light 
shines out of darkness. That's Isaiah 60. When the light shines out of darkness. God has called us to be, Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. You are the children of light. You have the light of God in you and upon you. Wow. That scripture will truly be unveiled. It was Christ a little over 2,000 years ago when this great light of Christ in you and you and you and you is unveiled and the sons of God are manifested this light and another level of fulfillment will manifest from Isaiah 60. So understand um, there is a plan there is a strategy a system but that plan will not work. It will not go down the way the enemy thinks he's going to. Because we're going to rise. We will not be carried out the way the enemy has planned. Because the children of God are rising up they're rising up in spirit. Yes. That's why he's teaching us about the Holy Spirit. You must be baptized with water, and you must be baptized with the Holy Spirit and fire by Jesus himself in this hour. We've got to have it. That that is called to awaken us as never before. There is a wind blowing. Maybe you were baptized and it looks like you're cold as, the, as ice, as a cup of ice. But this wind will blow and it will blow the ashes away and it will find an ember and it will set you on fire and you will awaken to the call of the church in this hour. I'm going to help God with this. I'll be talking to you. Get with it. Come on. We can do this. We can do this together. We're, we're destined to do it together. This isn't a lonely road. How am I going to do this? We do it together. We do it in unity that Jesus cried out for in that prayer. We do it in oneness. We do it in self-discipline that comes an attribute of the Holy Spirit inside of you. We are going to rise up in spirit and in truth. The truth of Christ. The truth of God. It will be again the greatest move. It's beginning. It's beginning. You know it is. He's been telling us about it. He's been speaking about it in the recent weeks. He's been speaking about it in the past years, close years. It's been more intense now, but it is happening now. The greatest move we've ever seen in our lifetimes. I'm repeating this because I want you to leave here and remember this. That's what God wants you to remember. The greatest demonstration of the glory of God. When the glory of God comes and you lay hands on the sick, they are healed. Because it's not your glory, it's the glory of God. It's not this other stuff that the church has been busy with. And making it look good and polishing it up. It's the glory of God. And it happens. People are delivered, and they're healed, and the dead are raised. So, 
Are you ready? Where are we out of time? Yep. I guess this is what the Lord had for us today. We're going to pray. You want to stand with me as we pray? Wherever you are, sit, stand, whatever you want. Let's pray. Just, just focus. If you have to close your eyes to focus, you don't need to be looking at me. Whatever you need to do, focus on God right now. Focus on, fix your eyes on Jesus right now. Lord, we just pray. Lord, just stop. The Lord's saying, stop getting upset. Stop arguing. Stop going back and forth. Stop going back and forth. Stop. Stop arguing with people. Stop arguing with people on social media. Just stop. In Jesus' name, I release a mantle of boldness. I declare a mantle of the supernatural to come upon you right now. I declare a mantle of miracles to fall upon you right now.
And Father, I am praying that mountain movers arise in this hour, filled with the faith to move the mountains, to shift, to shift, to shift, to shift, to shift. We declare it. Father, anoint their mouths to be filled with the Spirit and to speak truth, God. So the earth will know there is only one name. There is only one name under heaven where men may be saved. We breathe in the breath of God here today. I inhale deeply presence, God. Breathe upon us as you did in the upper room. Breathe upon us in these days the breath of life, the supernatural 